T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors is sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at Intervine.com. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo back in studio after being out last week uh, in studio with Chad Ellis and, of course, my partner, Bo Matthews, who took the reins last week and hosted the show, and I really appreciated it. And I got a chance to call in from what a difference a week (laughs) makes. One week ago, I was sitting on my boat, literally fishing and talking to you, (laughs) <laughs> While we were recording the show, and now here I am back in studio, back to the madness of this uh, crazy news cycle, and uh, ready to dive back into all of the issues of the week. But uh, it was a good show last week. Thanks a lot for uh, thanks a lot for for flying solo. Yeah, no, we had a good time. We had a good guest, and then and to have you on from the boat, I'm surprised you didn't get a hold of your agent right away and just say, "Okay, I want every show to yes. be done from my boat." No kidding. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. The only thing that would have been better if I would have actually caught a fish while on the air. Right. <laughs> that would have been that would have been the only thing that could have made it a little bit better. Glad you got some time off though, man. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun and uh but it's also very very good to be back and we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, got another packed show for you today. We actually are going to talk a little more fishing as we are going to have our buddy Mike, uh, or Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors. He's the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, one of the great sponsors of the show over there in Alton. And just a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Wade Comiskey on. Wade is the guy who caught the 112-pound catfish in the Mississippi River. He talked taught. Ta- uh, told us that entire story, talked us through the entire process of catching that big fish, and he works with Bluff City Outdoors. He was he tagged Bluff City Outdoors in the uh, um, uh, tweet and the picture that he immediately sent out after catching that fish. So that was uh, super cool uh, to know that. And um, if you missed that story and you want to hear it, just go back in the archives and pull up that podcast from a few weeks ago. You can get our podcast anywhere that you get podcasts. We always tell people the Radio.com app because the Radio.com app has uh, one-stop shopping for everything here at the station. You download 
download the app, you favorite the station, then you can stream us 24-7. You can rewind live radio, and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station, and it's absolutely free. We put out the show podcast of Second Amendment Radio on Fridays and the podcast exclusive on Mondays. So we're going to talk to uh, Mark McMurray in the next segment, talk a little fishing with him, and then at the end of the show, we are going to talk to Richard West, who is a gentleman that is running for state rep here in the state of Missouri and nearby here in District 63. So we are going to talk to him. He's um, apparently a big supporter of the Second Amendment and gun rights and all that sort of stuff, but... uh, That's what I hear, but we'll find out for sure when we talk to Richard here a little bit later on. Right now, we start the show the same way we start every show, with our good friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Aaron, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys? I am well. So last week, as you guys know, I missed missed the show, so I missed the discussion. I know last week's big story was the McCloskeys, and here we are one week later and it's still the big story. So I know that you guys, Bo and, and Aaron, had a chance to sort of talk about this story and where we were a week ago. The story hasn't gone anywhere. In fact, if if nothing else, it's actually gained uh, momentum and steam. And now it's one of the biggest stories, if not the biggest story, across the entire country. Um, Aaron, just uh, for people who maybe missed the discussion last week or just looking for um, you know the next phase of this discussion... Uh, what are your what are your thoughts uh, as we stand here now on this situation? Because I know that you were a little sure. bit more, um, uh, you were a little bit rougher on the McCloskeys than than some, and and that's very right. interesting because you teach these classes and you know how to handle firearms. So I I really am interested in your opinion. Right. So uh, I, I have been a little bit more. I don't want to say critical. I have been more uh, facts seek seeking uh, before I come down on either side of it. And so I'm still had predictions out. Like first prediction is they're going to get charged with unlawful use of or unlawful display of a weapon, right? Brandishing. And then uh, the next thing I said was this will blow up and the national media, who's very anti-gun along with the anti-gun groups will, will seize this opportunity to show why common people should not have um, the firearms right in their possession, right? And they're going to they're gonna go after, you know, the AR-15 and the high-capacity magazines and handguns. And, and this was, you know, kind of everything rolled all into one. And now you have Mother's Demand Action. And uh, that was on, I followed them on Facebook. And, of course, that was one of the, the headlines uh, they put up. So I screenshotted it and put it over on Southern Armory. It was like, yep, see, look, now they're, they're going to use this against us. So a few things. Uh, we had some people calling anonymously from block numbers and not giving names and saying, you know, we're we are, you know, just the I'm just the worst person ever and horrible scum and a lot of other things. My I was kind of chuckling. My wife was less than abused, uh, but my wife and I both agree. You know, you have to look at the laws as a whole. And everybody says, well, Castle Doctrine says they can do this. I'm like, yep, you're right. Castle Doctrine says they have no duty to retreat from their house. Uh, but when you look at Missouri laws, it shows it tells you when forcible felonies can or when you can use deadly force, and it lists off the forcible felonies, et cetera. And so for me, I've only seen you know horribly cut down video of what they you know what the media wants you to see and people that were there want you to see, et cetera. And they're cutting it down to prove their own point. But uh, what I want to see is the McCloskeys who have video surveillance on their house who I have a good authority. I know one of the gentlemen that was there uh, when they asked for people to come help protect their house and secure it. 
um, and saw the video, and he says, when they release this video, you, you, you're just not going to believe it. And then I go, okay, when are they going to release it? And he goes, well, their attorney said not to release it. So I want to see the video mm-hmm. uh, before I come down on either side of it. So, Aaron, so when is it legal? When when does it not become brandishing, and when does it become self-defense well, or, or that's legal? A, that's, a, that's a great question. Yeah. If you look at the Missouri statutes, it says you, you cannot uh, introduce right uh, more force than is necessary. So if it was just people walking down the street and they pulled out their guns and started threatening them, hey, get out of here, you're trespassing. And mind you, trespassing is not a forcible felony. Okay, um, then that's a that's you know an issue, right? They shouldn't have done that. But if they were outside, and these 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 trespassers, right, protesters, were walking down the street, and they said, "Hey, we're going to burn your house down and steal everything and murder you." And then they went and got the guns. Well, now that would be legal, right? Like mm-hmm. you guys see the difference here, absolutely, um, be- between the two, and and that for me is the clutch factor. It's not that they pointed guns into the crowd, right? I'm not okay with that. Um, and but if there was a threat, people saying we're going to we're going to commit arson, right, specifically cited as a forcible felony in the statutes. We're going to burglarize your home specifically cited in the statutes. We're going to rape you. That's a forcible sexual um, offense. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they term it really weird. That's the threat of violence. Rape. It's the threat of violence. Right. It's, and yeah. I want to I want to interject here. I saw uh, Mr. McCloskey on TV the other night and he said that what network uh, news is showing is about a 14-second clip on loop, and there's about 14 minutes, 15 minutes of time that is on video on somebody's phone or something like that that's out there. That, that and, and early on, when this first happened, Tony, don't you remember hearing some of the vile the vile things that were being said to them? That yeah. Something about you know going into their house and you know uh, taking a shower in their shower and, and killing their dog and all these other things. But now... That's and I have gone. I've also seen one one time I saw a picture of a of one of the protesters pointing a weapon at the at the at McCloskey's oh. wife, but she was pointing her gun at, at the protester as well, and it's just the picture, so you don't know like was she did she point her gun after she was threatened or right, did she right, threaten right. him and then he pulled his gun you don't know but i do remember right. seeing now, a picture did, that of, the, of I, them pointing guns I at each other that, i think i saw that same picture as you tony and mm-hmm. and i immediately recognized that as a uh what they call a condenser microphone it's what we have in the studios when we broadcast it's what i have in our home my home studio when i do the podcast and i immediately recognized it as a uh, a boom mic, right? A real long. Oh and, yeah. Uh, with a now that you say that, so that wasn't a gun. Okay, I, now that you say that, <laughs> maybe yeah. that wasn't a gun that they were pointing yeah. at her, and and, and I thought and it, it looks, was, and but it looks like a barrel of a rifle. But when you zoom in on it, you see all the grating. Okay, right? um, that could they, you might be the, right about the, that. Yeah, the filter around it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the, mm-hmm. the pop filter is what it's called technically. Yeah, and I saw that and I go, well, I know what that is. Yeah, I got a very similar microphone at my home studio. And then you look a little bit closer, you can kind of see the outline of uh, a little screen. Now, the other thing I do is I do a lot of TV interviews. As as you guys know, we've had them on the the podcast in the past. And we always live stream the whole interview on Southern Armory's Facebook page when we do these. And I've seen that exact same camera. Hmm. With these these interviews. So I'm, I'm familiar with this, but from somebody who 
doesn't know it and has seen it from behind, has only seen a little bit of it, they probably wouldn't recognize it immediately. But I saw. So you're you're like, convinced it's a microphone or a camera? You're convinced? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I zoomed in and I saw it. Like I was like, that's a microphone. Yeah. And then later it did come out that the guy that was there, he was like, that's me, and I'm a, I'm a freelance reporter, and this is my equipment. Hmm. And you saw it, and I'm like, yep, that's exactly so, what I thought it was. I don't mean from, to, I don't mean to like, I don't mean to like harp on the same point over and over again, but this is the crux of the entire case, you know, whether or not they were, they had legal rights to have their right. guns out and point them. So if there are 200 people that are that are protesting something doesn't matter what they're protesting but they're yeah. protesting and they're chanting and they're standing on my front yard i'm not allowed to go on my porch with a gun that's not enough well, yet you could you could definitely oh so first of all every all the everything Nobody was on their lawn. Maybe a few people wandered up there. You didn't see, but well, they, all, were everything on, I've seen. they were on private property. I don't know if it was their right. McCloskey's property, but they were they were on private so, property that they were not supposed to be on. And that is another. That's a whole other bag of worms. Yeah, I know. Right? You're right. And I know. It's, it's it's trespassing, so it's not a forcible felony. McCloskey's are suing the historical society for ownership of the property in question. So it's really not theirs. It belongs to the historical society, but they're claiming because they've maintained it for so long, they should be able to annex it, whatever that, you know what I'm saying? It's just a side note in this story. Uh, so, but then everybody, I had a guy cite a Maryland law to me that says, well, if you live in a subdivision, then you are the HOA. And I'm like, that's not how it works in Missouri. Like, that's like, you know, it's like a HOA can sue you and you can sue the HOA that you live in, right? Even though you may be a member of it, you're not really uh, the entity in itself, right? I have no claim to the, the – I live in a, a subdivision with HOA. I have no claim to use the common ground, right, the streets and the sidewalks. For, for my own purpose. You know, I can't go set up like a, we had one neighbor set up like dog pen in a swimming pool and the HOA was like, hey, move all this. It isn't yours. But side note, um, so the the big clutch factor for me is when did the threat start? When did the guns come out? And the, the problem isn't the guns coming out. It was how the guns were handled. And people are going, well, who cares how they handled them? Well, no, there's a very clear difference between, you know, unlawful use of a firearm, i.e. brandishing, okay, and open carry. And everybody's like, well, they're just open carrying. Like, well, I, I use a holster and I open carry at the range and I open carry at the shop. And uh, if we go out to our property, I'll, you know, I'll open carry and stuff. And the gun is in a holster. It is not in my hand and I'm not pointing it at people, right? And and it's, you know, you're you're displaying the weapon in an anger or threatening manner. And nobody can convince me that's not an anger or threatening manner. But if it was justified, it would be justified because there was a, a threat of serious bodily injury or death. And in a crowd okay. that large, and they're saying, we're going to burglarize you, burn your house down, rape you, murder your dog, you know, all this stuff. Well, obviously, there's a, a clear threat of serious bodily injury. Um, okay. And for the record, Aaron, I, I do want to point out, I found the image, and I just texted to uh, Tony. Yep. Um, and I zoomed in on it, and it does. It 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 looks like two things. It looks like a microphone that you were talking about, but it also mm -hmm. looks like a barrel of an AR with yeah. the, uh, the 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 furniture around it, as they call it. Yeah. And so yeah, I can't tell, but we've I, seen, I could definitely see that being a microphone. I really can't. I never thought of that before. Right. I thought it was a gun when I saw it first. He's Ow. holding it kind of like a gun, at least from what I can tell. It's very, you know, it's you only there's, a, there's a video holding, screen right next you know, to it to the yeah. right. So I, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, it and, might and be a mic. It really might be. Go ahead, Bo. Go ahead, Bo. My, my point is, my point is, 
She yeah. didn't know that it was a gun or a microphone. She thought it was a gun probably. And that's yeah. why the but, images yeah. of her pointing her gun at him. And how many times have we seen police officers yeah. that have, you know, shot somebody that had a toy gun or something yeah. that was not uh, a true gun, a right. true firearm. Now that, that brings in something else. You really, you gotta remember, she's looking at it from the front and this is, this is a, a boom mic with a ensemble of a camera and a giant lens and a, and a, yeah. and a, and a screen. So you're seeing it from the front, you're gonna obviously recognize this yeah. as a video camera. I right? actually own one of those microphones. Rear. It's all about perspective. Yeah. Did you hear Chad? Um, Did you hear Chad just now? He said he actually owns one of those microphones. The more I look at it, I do think it's a mic. I I, yeah. I really thought it was a gun the first time I saw it. But, I, but okay, so maybe we solved this one picture. The, the, <laughs> the larger point is still a, a, a very valid one. And here's my biggest issue with everything is that this is what Kimberly Gardner, this is in the city of St. Louis, this is what we're going to accelerate to the front of the line, prosecuting right. the McCloskeys, when we have this backlog of of crimes that haven't been prosecuted, and we we know that she just, you know, certain officers, she won't even, she won't even the prosecute their, the, yeah, the, the, right. she just dismisses the cases. I mean, we got a, then, a whole lot of problems, and for over, this to be the, our issue, I, I, I got a big right. problem with that. Over, overcharged, by the way, too, should not be a felony. Uh, yeah. I think there's enough enough in there to draw a lot of doubt, you know. But she also wants a um, pretrial deferment, okay? So um, what that means is pretrial deferment is they're going to they're gonna get a plea deal. They're going to pay a fine and be on, like, a bench probation where as long as they stay out of trouble, then they won't have any other issues. Right? And bench probation is different than supervised. Bench probation is unsupervised, really. You're not checking in weekly. Or, it's just as long as you know cases pop up and come across a prosecutor's desk, then you're going to be okay. Now, the other thing I want to point out is from a, a pro-2A aspect, we want to go to trial, okay? We want it to go for, let me tell you, the two scenarios that can outcome of this. Really, there's three, but we'll just talk about innocent or guilty. If they get found guilty and they get pardoned, it's going to spur the legislature of Missouri to modify the use of force law. So, Aaron, Aaron, we only have we only we're almost out of time, but I'm glad you brought that up. My conspiracy Uh brain. I brought this up on the air on the Dave Glover show earlier this week. I Uh I believe that that is why Kimberly Gardner. I, I, I maybe not all the way believe, but I could definitely see that mm-hmm. that she's doing this to convict them, to force the governor to pardon, to start, because she knows that the governor's already said he's going to pardon them if they're found right. guilty. And I feel like she's doing this on pur- on purpose to force him to pardon them so they can make this case that the governor won't, you know, prosecute people who are pointing guns at peaceful protesters and that whole mess. So I could definitely see that being motivation in this. Go ahead. Uh, Only about 60 seconds left, Aaron. Go ahead. The other side is Jack O'Long. That's that's a direct order from your former, your former co-host. The other, the other side is, is they get found innocent and now we have case law. And that is a very powerful tool for the people who believe in their firearms ownership to say, Hey, yes, I can use a firearm to protect my property, protect myself against these protesters in your home, in your car, anywhere you're legally allowed to be. Okay, so now it sets that precedent, that case law, that this 
this is now an acceptable practice. And if you ever get in trouble for it, your attorney can cite it and be justified. Charges right. won't be brought. So either way, I'm seeing this as a as a win for the the two A side, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. they get a pardon or they get they get found innocent. Either way, this is all going to work out in our favor. We're a Republican, right? Our, our legislature, Senate, and House, and and our governor all Republicans. But uh, you can continue the conversation with me over at Southern Armory's Facebook page or Second Amendment News Podcast. Stop in the store, 9901 Watson Road, one mile east of 270 and 44, or southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. Make sure you check it out. Like Aaron said, Southern Armory on Facebook, great place to get uh, information and uh, ask Aaron questions about everything happening there at the shop. And, uh, Aaron, I'm sure we will continue this discussion next week, and uh, we'll talk um, to you then, my friend. Sure, it'll be leading the line headlines next week, too. Yeah, we'll probably. see you then. You bet. Thanks. Right. That is Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. We've got to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to shift gears, and we're going to talk fishing with our buddy Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Coming. It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews. Uh, Bo, I hosted the Dave Glover show last week, and even with an entire uh, week of shows. You could. There's not enough time to talk about all this stuff with the McCloskeys and analyze every different angle. So trying to do it in ten minutes there with Aaron is not fair. But I think it was you know a, a continuation of a great discussion. But there's just there's so much to cover with this thing that it's so true, Tony. Because the there's there you know whatever happens to them is going to set precedents, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the scary part is, especially if Kim Gardner gets her way yeah. in convicting. Now they've been charged, but there's no convictions yet. It just frightens me for the the two A community around this country because yeah. it's just a, a notch in the wrong the wrong side, in my opinion. So we uh, were just talking to Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory about that situation, and if you missed it or you need to hear it again, don't forget about our podcast. You can get the Second Amendment Radio and Great Outdoors podcast um, anywhere that you get podcasts, but the Radio.com app, I think, is the best place to do so. Radio.com app is free. You can stream the station 24-7 after you favorite the radio station. Then you can uh, rewind live radio. So if you're listening to an interview, you can just rewind and listen to it again. Or, of course, download the podcast of this and every other show on the station. We release two podcasts every week. we got a lot of people downloading that podcast. We really appreciate it. Share it with anybody that you think might appreciate the conversations that we have here on the show. We put out the show podcast every Friday and then the podcast exclusive, which is a uh, extended discussion that you can only get there on the podcast, and that comes out every Monday. Now we're going to switch gears from talking about Second Amendment rights and uh, the uh, McCloskeys to talking about a little bit of fishing. As we mentioned last week, I was out, but I did call into the show live from my boat 
while I was fishing, and I was fishing with some gear that I got at Bluff City Outdoors. Of course, every time we talk about fishing here on Second Amendment Radio, it's brought to you by Bluff City Outdoors over there in Alton, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. They specialize in big catfish gear, rods, reels, hook weights, all that good stuff, but also carry a huge selection of crappie and bass lures and everything else that you need in your tackle box to go fishing. And joining us now on the phone, as I mentioned, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, our buddy uh, Mark McMurray. Mark, great to talk with you, my friend. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good, Tony. So, yeah, just a few weeks ago, and actually you tipped me off. I I think it had just, just broke the news. I think it had, had just started to get attention in the news about Wade Kaminsky's 112-pound catfish, but I hadn't seen it yet. And you gave me a call, and you and you told me about it. And I know that he we we had Wade on a few weeks ago, and he told us the entire story. You know, took us through the whole process of catching that monster catfish. And I know that Wade uh, works with you there at Bluff City sometimes as well. Um, what were your uh, What were your thoughts when you when you obviously know Wade, and then you saw those pictures? Uh, what were you thinking when he uh, when he caught that fish? Yeah, yeah. When I got word that that Wade had caught that, and and Wade is he's one of our pro staff guys over there that helps us out, you know, and uh, gives us support, and we support him. And he's just he's just a. I, I when I first heard it, I go, it, it couldn't have really happened to a better guy. Yeah, just he's just a good guy. He's an excellent fisherman, and I was just really happy for him to have done that. I've watched him. A couple of years ago is when I first met him when he came out to do fish my catfish on the confluence little tournament series and I got to know him and in one of my tournaments he uh he caught you know he caught his personal best and then he broke it with the next fish he caught and he weighed three fish that were like 160 pounds that night hmm. and uh and I've been watching him step up his uh personal best and then he hit that and I'm thinking that now that one's gonna be tough to beat uh, but it, it was just <laughs> great I mean the fishing's really been good out there uh a lot of big fish and a lot of fish are being caught by the guides and the, the people that are going out there regular. That's great. Go ahead, Bo. And yeah, you know, uh, Mark, I wanted to mention that, you know, when we actually talk to him, uh, you know, fish stories can, can change over time. When people are telling you fish stories and you've heard them all, I bet, in the conversation we had with him, Tony, uh, for some reason, was adding a few pounds each time he mentioned it, 116 pounds, 118 pounds. <laughs> I think I had I was, 118 pounds a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, and I'm surprised you haven't got it up to 160 pounds by the time we're talking about this now, so hats off to you, Tony. Oh, you don't know how to tell a fish story. <laughs> I've got it locked in at 112 now. I won't mess okay, it up so again. Okay, so Mark, what is what is, uh, what is is the best fish story that somebody told you that was not provable? Mm. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> not provable. Have you I, ever... I had a really... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I had a good one from my youth that was, was hilarious, and, but it was it actually really happened. Oh, let's hear it. We'll we'll be the okay. judge. We'll be the judge <laughs> yeah, of that. Can you prove it? <laughs> yeah, we'll be the judge of that. Go ahead. <laughs> so when I was young, I used to go out and visit my uh, aunt and uncle. They lived out by Kansas City, and uh, for two weeks every summer, just went out. My uncle was a super avid bass fisherman, and uh, so we, I went out there, timed it with his vacation, so we could go basically fishing every day. So one day we went and hit a, a local pond. It was in Oak Grove, Missouri, right there, in right on the edge of town. And the guy that owned the pond, you could. You could keep any small bass if you wanted to keep them, but if you caught a really nice one, he wanted you to bring it up to the house and, and give it to him. Well, my uncle caught one that was about six and a half pounds, Ooh. and he didn't want to give it to him, but he wanted to take it home and mount it. 
sent me packing from the pond to walk to his house. So I'm walking through the suburbs carrying this fish over my back, you know, on my back. And people are asking, you know, where did you, where'd you catch that? And, you know, and I, I told them, I just in a pond. But anyway, they, you know, they asked me what I weighed, and I said, you know, six pounds, six and a half pounds. My uncle told me within about two months that that fish had gotten up to 12 pounds. Just as it <laughs> the rumors of, of the town. Yeah. We're all so proud of you. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, so when we're talking to Wade, and he's, you know, obviously somebody that fishes a lot, has a lot of experience, especially in the Mississippi River. And if that guy catches a 112-pound catfish and it's the fish of a lifetime, um, it makes you think that, um, you know, that's a very rare uh, thing. And, I, and I'm not saying it's easy to catch a 100-pound uh, catfish in the Mississippi River, but... Um, as I've gotten to know you, Mark, and talk to people like Wade, I think a lot of people would be surprised at the size of the fish that are in that river that are, you know, that are there and can be caught by by people if you if you know what you're doing and and you get you get lucky enough. There's some really there's some giants out there, right? There oh there are, and I mean just over the last I don't know. Five six years, so I mean, Wade had 112. Uh, a good friend of mine, Anthony Maggard, he he caught 114 a few years ago. Uh, Jason Jackson, one of the guys we work, he caught 105. Justin Wolf caught 103 in a tournament. Uh, Ryan Casey with Show Me Catfish, and he's caught a few with his clients over 100. So I mean, they're out there. It you almost every year somebody catches one over 100 that, that we hear about. Yeah, that's awesome. Got a couple of minutes left here with Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors. Go ahead, Bo. Fish stories, right? Fish stories. If you remember Mayberry RFD, this is a trivia question for the room, for everybody. Does anybody Chad, remember the you remember the name? Mayberry RFD? You want to get in on this? Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> no, I asked Chad if he wants to. I'm not in. Oh, you're not Oh, in you're in it, buddy. <laughs> Go ahead, Bo. <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody, every fishing season began with a, a chance to catch the biggest fish in the lake on that show. Does anybody remember the name of that fish? No. I will say Howard, who was a, a, one of the characters, a non-fisherman, he tag-alongs uh, tag on uh, on one of the trips, and he had, a, actually ends up catching. The general. Uh, Mark, do you know? Do you know? The general. No, I don't. Old Sam. Old Sam. <laughs> Old Sam. Mark, have you ever named a fish that you caught? I, I have not. <laughs> What's the how how often do you get a chance to get out? I mean, between your you know owning the store, the jobs that you have, and the you you know you you manage the you run this the big Alton Catfish Tournament every year. How often do you get a chance to actually just get out in the water and enjoy yourself? I bet it's not uh, as much as you'd like. Not very often. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the plumber that, uh, you know, the plumber's a great plumber, but he, his toilet doesn't flush. Right, at his house. right, exactly, exactly. Go ahead, Mark. <clears throat> yeah, well, when, you know, when you're in the in the fishing business, when the fish is good, you're busy. You can't really get time yeah. to go out and do it yourself, so. Such a great point. Yeah. Uh, before we run out of time, tell people about everything that you have going on out there at Bluff City. I can't recommend it enough for anybody that's going fishing. Um, I mean, we talk about the catfishing a lot, and obviously being there by the Mississippi River, you've got that covered. But um, you've got everything there in the store. Tell people about Bluff City Outdoors. Yeah, we, we do. We we carry all the big catfish gear. In fact, we just got a shipment of uh, Cat River anchors in yesterday, so we put a post out on Facebook about those. That's something new. And But we carry everything for catching big catfish from the bank and from the boat. And then we just got a huge assortment of, of crappie fishing. 
probably the best in the St. Louis area on that. And then uh, we, we carry a lot of bass fishing stuff. Yep. You know, we, we take care of the, of the fishermen. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, That's great. One thing that separates us from most is we don't sell a lot of stuff that breaks. Uh, we 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 know what doesn't work, and we just don't want to sell it. Yeah, right. that's yeah, that that's great. That's so important too. That's great, great stuff. And before we let you go, it's too late to participate in the Alton Catfish Classic, but that is getting closer and closer. That is such a cool event, uh, very family friendly. For people that want to get details on that and maybe come out and check it out uh, this fall, tell people um, how they can get those those details. Yeah, we got the information out there at uh, AltonCatfishClassic.com. Uh, we'll be doing some periodic uh, uh, posts on our Facebook page, uh, which is also Alton Catfish Classic. And uh, getting updates at September 12th. Uh, as of right now, we're still planning on having it, you know, and hopefully if everything goes well, well, it'll be a great success like it was last year. It was incredible. For a first-year event, I, you would have never guessed that was a first-year event being out there last year. It's one of the coolest tournaments I've ever been to in person, and uh, I can't wait for this year's edition as well. Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors over there in Alton. Thanks for everything you do for the show here, and thanks for coming on with us for a few minutes again today. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks guys. You bet. All right, we have got to take another quick break, but when we get back, we are going to talk to Richard West. He's running for state representative uh, here nearby in District 63, and uh, we're going to get to know him a little bit when we get back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews. One more segment to go here today. Don't forget about our podcast. We uh, released two podcasts of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We released the show podcast before the show even airs. I know. Very novel of us, right? Uh, that comes out on Fridays, and then the podcast exclusive comes out every Monday. The podcast exclusive is an opportunity to sort of carry over some discussions from the show and dive a bit deeper into some of the topics. And uh, we get a lot of people that download both podcasts every week. We certainly appreciate that. If you know anyone who likes to talk about guns or fishing or hunting or Second Amendment rights and all that stuff happening in the news, then uh, we would really appreciate it if you shared it uh, with those people and uh, get them into the Second Amendment radio family as well. We also talk a whole bunch about the great outdoors, of course, and every time we're talking about the great outdoors, it's brought to you by... Razorback Armory. It's a full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. Real easy to find them. They're a half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road, right next to the tennis store. I mention that because the big word tennis, you'll see it before you see Razorback Armory. Online, find them at RazorbackArmory.com. Tell them Bo sent you. So while we have a few minutes left here in the show, as I mentioned, we are going to talk to Richard West, the former mayor of New Melly. He's running for state rep, and uh, Richard's also going to stick around 
and be a part of that podcast exclusive. So we'll get a chance to talk to him more and hear more from him there. Before we uh, throw it to Richard, Bo, uh, how did we get connected with Richard? I think it's a great little story. I think it shows, Tony, uh, how far this show reaches because uh, a guy named Sheldon reached out to me and says, uh, they always say, I know you're very busy. I'm, I'm not busy. They email me, <laughs> call not, me. Yeah. I don't care. He's not busy. Uh, it's true. But they, but they were listening to uh, Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors the other day, and we were discussing the upcoming Missouri election, which we were. And then he connected me to uh, to this gentleman. His name is Richard West. And when I first saw uh, what he's going for, it's called Go West for Missouri. I just thought of cowboys and the gateway, and, you know, <laughs> gateway to the Wild West. And uh, so I, I just talked to Richard for the first time yesterday and uh, seemed like he had his uh, stuff together. And uh, I think it's a great opportunity to find out more about his Absolutely. mission. I mean, and Tony, this guy's out knocking on doors, literally knocking on doors. And I almost connected with him yesterday and it didn't happen. But welcome to the show, Richard West. How are you? Yeah, Richard, thanks. How, how's it going? Good afternoon, guys. How you doing? Yeah, and you know, that's a great story. It's great to have those advocates, right? I mean, somebody's listening to this show and they realize that we have an audience that might be interested in learning more about you as a candidate and, and reach out and connect us. Uh, that's got to feel good that you got people out there that are that passionate about what you're doing. Um, introduce our audience to, to yourself and uh, where and why you're running. Sure. Uh well, I, I need one connection, Tony, and that is I am still currently the mayor of Numelia. Oh. I just got elected for my fourth term. <laughs> Whoa, congrats. I apologize, uh, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for, yeah, no, the mayor of Numelia. I apologize. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So a uh, little bit about myself. Uh, I grew up actually uh, on the, in St. Louis City on the St. Louis City-Richmond Heights borderline. Um, my mother was a reserve police officer, and I took shortly after when I graduated high school. Um, I went to work for the St. Louis City Police Department as a communication specialist. And uh, when I hit 20 and a half, I went into the uh, uh, Eastern Missouri Police Academy, and I became a police officer. So uh, I am a retired police officer. I retired in 2008. Um, I spent a couple of, couple of years, 28 months to be exact, in Iraq as an international police advisor where I mentored and trained the Iraqi police. Um, wow. And that is basically where I learned. I've, I've always been a conservative and voted conservative. I've never been really deep into politics. But that is where I decided that uh, after seeing a country that its government doesn't protect the people, that I was going to come back home and get a little bit more involved and, and protect our rights in this country. So you're running for uh, state rep now in District 63, if I have that correct. I, hey, you know, feel free hey, to... <laughs> I just met the guy. <laughs> uh, where, is, uh, where is District 63? What voters are, are we talking to about uh, out there? So District 63 goes from uh, New Melly on the south to Winsville on the north to Wright City on the west, mm. and it touches right at Lake St. Louis, uh, O'Fallon area on the east. Um, so it encompasses New Melly, Forestell, Wright City, uh, a little bit of Flint Hill, a little bit of O'Fallon, a little bit of uh, Winsville, or actually most of Winsville. Gotcha. So that's who I'm talking to. And in and forgive my ignorance, but if you're already mayor, can you hold two offices like that, or would you step down from one to serve the other? How does that work? So here's the interesting thing. Um, we've done a little research on this, and, and legally I can do both. And cool. uh, I've reached out to the citizens of my city and, and my other leaders of the city and asked if they would um, want me to continue on as mayor. And I guess they want that because they just voted me in for a fourth term. 
so legally I can do it because my, my job as mayor in this, this city of New Melly is unpaid, so it's a volunteer position. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. So, well, go ahead, thanks Mark. for your service to our country in, uh, in uniform in the country and uniform uh, with our military. Uh, you know, there's in politics, it's dirty, it's muddy, but for some reason you like playing in the mud, Richard. Uh, <laughs> tell, me about, tell me about your challenger. Can you, can you speak to that? Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to keep a clean race here, but I will say this. My challenger uh, has run for this position before three times as a Democrat. Um, the other evening we at a uh, central committee meeting in Warren County, he was asked if he had um, supported Hillary Clinton in her race, and he did not deny it. He was asked if he was supporting Joe Biden in this race, and he did not deny it. And he was asked if he would support President Trump. And he would not affirm that. And when he was asked if he supported the Republican uh, platform, he boldly said, no, he would not. So he is running. He is running as a Republican, but he's a known Democrat. Well, I've got a lot of questions about that and a lot of questions about the issues. And I'm sure you've got uh, a a lot of uh, of uh, uh, talking that you want to do about that. So the voters out there know all about you. And we're going to have that discussion on the podcast exclusive. So hopefully everybody gets a chance to download that on Monday. Richard, before we end the radio show, how can people learn more about your campaign and you online, social media, all that good stuff? Okay, the best way to get me everything is Go West for Missouri. So I've got a website, GoWestForMissouri.com. I've got a, uh, an email, GoWestForMissouri at Hotmail.com. Um, and my Facebook, just look out at GoWestForMissouri.com. And if I'm allowed, I'll also give my phone number because cool. I'm open for That's any up and to all you. calls. Yeah, go ahead. Nope, I, I will give it out. It's uh, 636-578-9574. And I'm happy to talk to anybody about any issues. Great stuff. That is Richard West. He is the mayor of New Melly. He's also running for state rep in District 63, and we are going to continue talking with him on the podcast exclusive this week, so make sure you download that when it comes out on Monday. Right now, I've got to wrap up the show for producer Chad Ellis and my partner, Bo Matthews. I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. This has been Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at Intervine.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.